All right, peeps, we're back. This is Lee Benz with the AEW Insider. We got a kind of a big show today. We got the results from that mess that was called the Super Showdown over in uh, Jeddah or whatever it is, Saudi Arabia, whatever the crap. Everybody, you've been online. That's why I wait a little bit to even do the show, let all the fallout happen, you know, get some good stuff of what people were saying after. Twitter, Facebook, the internet, what have you. It was a mess like everybody thought. I mean, I never think the pay-per-views are too, 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 too bad, like people go to the extreme, but it was crap. I mean, overall, the best part was the entrances. I mean, I mean, really, it was. But we'll get to it. We had Seth versus Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin. My daughter, she walked in a room and she was like, "What? This is like WrestleMania that we were at. They got him on the first match." She thought it was stupid. I guess I don't really care. I don't know. I don't get what it is. If, I don't know. I don't know. But it was the first match. So you had Seth versus Corbin. I thought it was a very very boring match. It was a total snooze fest. Seth won, of course, and then Brock came out to cash in the money in the bank. Seth beat him to it and jumped him with a steel chair. Actually, Brock brought the chair down. Well, Actually, exactly what happened is that Brock brought the chair down. Paul Heyman had the case. Brock was in a ring about to attack Seth with the chair. Paul Heyman came through the ropes. He fell with the case. So I don't care. know why Brock cares about the case because he just had Paul pick it up and cash it in. But he acted concerned for the case. As he did that, Seth, I'm pretty sure, hit him with a low blow or something like that, but had the chair. Seth literally beat the living piss out of him just like Brock beat the living piss out of him on Raw with it. And then uh, Seth retained his belt. Uh, my friend said that he thought Brock would cash it in later on Kofi Kingston, which would be friggin' amazing. Uh, if so, that would be amazing. So let's stay tuned. After that, it was Finn Balor versus Andrade for the IC title. I think Andrade's awesome, but I didn't think it would be his time. Uh, the Demon returned, of course. You know, the Demon Finn Balor. I like that Vince did it. It stinks we don't get to see, to see the Demon as much as we used to, but Vince said he only wants to use it for special occasions, like big, big, big events, because if not, then it's not special. And you know what? He's right. So the entrance is awesome. His little fake demon hair was bigger than ever. Uh, he had a cool body paint on as always. And, you know, he crawled down the ring. He was just crawling, crawling, crawling. And he did the whole Lord of the Rings, my precious thing, when he crawls and he grabs his belt. Uh, it was an awesome, awesome entrance. Andrade's were just regular, of course. Uh, let me see. Um, oh, yeah. When they kept saying that the Super Showdown was going to be the equivalent of WrestleMania, I mean, every time I heard the commercial scene, I'm like, bullshit. I'm saying to myself, like, stop saying that. It can't be. But I won't front. Even though the show itself sucked, the production-wise, the set, all that, the bigness of it, it was so big. It was awesome. It was definitely WrestleMania caliber. The look, the techno, I mean, the look, the pyro, and just the presentation. Just it wasn't definitely WrestleMania matches. Well, maybe it was, because WrestleMania matches pretty much suck anymore also. But anyway, they definitely went all out on it production-wise, you know, eye candy. Finn's entrance was the bomb, as I said. It was a great match for both of them. Both of them are super talents. In the end, of course, Finn Balor won. He got the snot kicked out of him during the match, though, and his makeup was all effed up by the end of the match. Uh, after that, we had Shane O'Mac versus Roman Reigns. Uh, this is a lot better than I expected also. As an insurance card, Shane brought out Drew McIntyre, which definitely helped him in the end, of course. The ref was distracted. Drew hit, uh, excuse me, Roman with a Claymore kick, and Shane got the one, two, three, and he's still the best in the world, especially overseas. He loves to promote that over there. I don't know why. 
Uh, then we had Lars Sullivan versus the Lucha Party, House Party, which is totally stupid. They could have put such a, any other match in here. Even if it was Lars versus somebody else, even though I hate him, his racist ass should be fired, not even have a job. But they could have had this match versus any kind of matches, anything. So Lucha House Party was so stupid. But they knew they couldn't beat Lars, so they jumped him at the end. And at the end, they got DQ'd. Lars actually won my disqualification, which was effing stupid. It was lame, just like the whole entire feud was. They jumped him, but in the end, he left all three of them battered, broken, and tattered, and scattered all around the outside of the ring. Uh, after that, we had Triple H versus Randy Orton. Triple H's entrance was awesome, even though that we've seen similar versions before. He had like the friggin' skull face mask on. He had uh, his leather jacket on. He had the awesome all black motorcycle with the big, big double wheels in the back. It's dope. Uh, what you call it? He had his bottle of water, of course, to place what nuts. Randy Orton's entrance was regular. Another match was that was better than expected. I keep saying that even though they said the pay-per-view is crap. I mean, the two are legends. Triple H is my all-time fave, but definitely could have been a slow, boring match and, and safe. And it was kind of safe. It was kind of slow, but in the end, it was a damn good match. Orton attempted to bring back his punk kick, which was awesome. Triple H blocked it. But in the end, Triple H charged, or charged Randy Orton and ran into an RKO, followed by the 1-2-3. Your winner, the Viper, Randy Orton. Next, we had Bobby Lashley versus Braun Strowman. Two bulking behemoths. Another match that could be long and definitely boring with two men of this size. Bobby Lashley came out and he had like a platform on the stage. He posed on it like a bodybuilder. Then Braun came out. So Braun, of course, they want to make him bigger, larger than life, stronger than strong. He goes to pick up the little stage. Made out of plywood, I would say. And of course, to me or you, it would be heavy as heck. But he had a hard time lifting it up. He got it up in one lift, but two times during that lift, you could tell he struggled with it. And he threw it off the stage. Uh, what you call it? The, the match sucked. It was stupid. Of course, Brown won. It was a tad slow. It was gay. And I don't mean gay in a bad way. I just mean gay like happy gay. It sucked. And I'm nothing against gays. All right. Then we have my dog, uh, Dolph Ziggler versus Kofi Kingston. I love Dolph Ziggler. Dolph beat the tar out of him for the start of the match. And then, uh, excuse me, to show that he is a huge threat, which he is. Dolph led for most of the rest of the match. Dolph beat Xavier Woods' ass so he can, so he would not get involved. Mind yours, Xavier Woods. Later, they had a ugly, he had an ugly bump with Kofi. Kofi leaped on a doll from the top ropes. It was definitely ugly, and it definitely hurt. In the end, Xavier hit Dolph from the outside. He ran right into a kick. Dolph turned around after he got kicked in the head by Xavier and ran right into a trouble at paradise. And Kofi retained his title. They called Dolph backstage, and he said, The truth is, he out-wrestled and outclassed, and he beat Kofi, which is true. He needed Woods' help, he kept saying. It should be me. It should be me. He wants a rematch, and uh, he wants nobody to get involved. So he said he wants to have them in a steel cage. I love Dolph Ziggler, but I don't want to see this feud unless they're going to have him take the belt off of Kofi. But we know they're not going to, so it's just stupid. All right, then you had the 50-man battle royal. Started off with a bunch of men in the ring. Then they highlighted different peoples like the Miz, Cesaro, uh, who is definitely tremendous and underutilized talent. Titus O'Neil came in. They made him joke around like he was going to fall under the stage again, which he wasn't. It was stupid. Then Elias came out. Um, but Elias needs such a huge push. It's not even funny. That boy is good. It was a good match. A lot, a lot of good spots, of course. How could it not be when you got 50 talents in one ring like that? Uh, Shinsuke, uh, excuse 
excuse me, uh, I can't even talk, Nakamura, Shinsuke Nakamura, Cesaro, Sinkara, etc. did some really nice stuff, but in the end, they were six, uh, excuse me, yeah, I always do this during the show. Uh, in the end, it was six of them left. It was Elias, Mansoor, and Mansoor was some guy from the crowd, which is crazy. I mean, in the end, there were six of them. They stood face-to-face. I had it out there, but I apologize. It was Ricochet, Ali, and a guy from Saudi Arabia called Mansoor. And then it was against Elias and two other ones. They all went at it. But in the end, it was Mansoor and Elias left in the ring. And it was so stupid. I know they're over there. They want to cater to Saudi Arabia, what have you. But they let this guy Mansoor win. And the only reason, the only way Mansoor win is because he's from that country. So they wanted a huge uh, pop from the crowd. And I care for it. They got exactly what they wanted. All right, and then for the final match, we had Goldberg versus Undertaker. They had Goldberg do his entrance from the back. Uh, they knocked on his door. We know last time he was there, he cut himself when he hit his head on the door, so I guess they didn't want to show it on camera this time. So when they knocked on the door, you heard a huge bang from behind the door. When he came out, he had a little blood on his head. He cut his head again by hitting the door. It's so stupid, or they wanted us to believe so anyway. It took him eons to make his way from the back to the stage. Fans looked bored while they were waiting. Like, that's how long it took. Legit. They gave Taker, of course, a grand effing entrance. And it's one he's deserving of. They had, like, at least 20 coffins, if not more, just lined up across the stage. They had druids come out with huge, legit torches. And the smoke machine was on serious overdrive. After they showed all that, you heard the bells toll for the dead man. Huge flame shot up from the stage. Uh, the match, but the match itself, after it got started, was a complete botch fest. Goldberg got busted open. He went to spear Taker in the corner. After he already speared him twice, Taker moved, and an idiot literally hit the turnbuckle. And that was pretty much at the start of the match. So the rest of the match, pretty much, like, he was bleeding. Uh, it was it was just insane. He's an idiot. Uh, Taker hit him with a tombstone, and Goldberg landed nasty on his head. I got a still-frame picture of it on the Twitter or on Facebook, so check it out on the AEW Insider. Goldberg then went to hit him with the jackhammer, or he went to hit him with Undertaker's own tombstone, and he could barely pick him up, and Undertaker literally fell right on top of him. Uh, right before that, uh, Goldberg went to hit him with the jackhammer, and he couldn't pick Undertaker up, and he literally dropped Taker on his head. Like, it was crazy, man. After Goldberg, though, messed up when he couldn't give him Undertaker his own finisher, Undertaker just gave him a chokeslam, which he barely, barely picked him up, and then, uh, what you call it, he just threw him down. So he got the one, two, three. The dead man won. When he lifted up, you could see how pissed Undertaker was. Uh, after that, Goldberg did go on Twitter and online and said he was knocked out and he felt horrible. Uh, Undertaker, it was just crazy. I will get to that later. But after the match, Undertaker kneeled in the ring, of course, and fireworks and techno went off all over. Like I said, they went all out. And when Undertaker went to just get up off his knee, he could barely do it. And that's the truth, which is crazy. All right, we're going to take a break right now. After this, we do have some more wrestling news from all over. I know some WWE, some AEW, of course, because this is the AEW Insider. And then after that, I do have some movie and video game news. But I will separate it all so you can tune out if you don't want to hear it. But I went to go see Dark Phoenix this weekend. I'm watching a show on Netflix called Slasher, which is amazing. And E3 started yesterday, which is the huge video game, you know, announcement show for all the companies. So what you call we'll be right back with some wrestling news again this is lee and this is the aew insider 
All right, peeps, we're back. This is Lee Benz, as always, with the AEW Insider. Definitely check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Join our Facebook group. We love to have you. We also got the WFW fan group, and we got AEW Insider. All right, as I was saying, after the match, Goldberg tweeted that he got knocked out during the match. He said this, knocked myself out, thought I could finish, love my fans, but let you down. Everyone else that found pleasure... Hope you're happy, which is nuts. Like I said, during the start of the match, he hit his head off the ring post, and it was downhill from there. They think he had a concussion. Who knows? Uh, Like I said, Undertaker was not happy after the match. Some fan went on Twitter, and they're like, it's longer than what I have here. But pretty much it said, can you please stop bringing back Undertaker? Like, Jesus Christ, after everything he's done for the company, let him retire, please. And it said a lot more than that. And literally, Undertaker himself, his Twitter, liked that reply. So he even agrees with it. Like, Vince, leave us alone. Uh, Matt Riddle, NXT star, old UFC wrestler, awesome, awesome wrestler. Matt Riddle took online after Undertaker Goldberg match, and he said, Goldberg, you lived up to the hype. You absolutely are the worst wrestler in the biz, bro, and that's not an opinion. It's a fact. Um, it said it was taken down, but I have it recorded on my phone. So if you wanted, I could post it or I could show it to you guys. And I've seen it in some places after, but they said it was it was taken down. Uh, if you want to see them, oh, excuse me, it was awesome. It does make you wonder, though, how Goldberg ever won 173 and zero, you know, in his career, which is nuts. Uh, Sam Roberts, Sam Not Sam, released a new uh, wrestling uh, video of his podcast of his wrestling show. This week's guest was Montez Ford of the Street Profits from NXT. NXT. That's my man's announce. Montez is the man. He's going to be a huge effing star. That guy has so much charisma in his pinky toe than some people have in their entire lifetime. Uh, it's going to be awesome. But definitely check it out. They went over a bunch of stuff. And Montez actually called Sam out about when he was talking smack on Bianca Bier, Belair a couple pay-per-views ago. So check it out on YouTube. Uh, Dustin Rhodes said in an interview, and I will say this right now, I will never face my brother again. Ever, ever. I cannot top that. That is like tops for me. So, you know, in the wrestling business, never say never. Um, There is a huge major California law being passed that could affect WWE in due time with their whole independent contractor thing. Uh, When more news is available, I will let you know. But if we can see, it could get bad. Killer Cross from NXT, I mean from, excuse me, Impact Wrestling, cut an above average promo. He released it online. He was trying to do exactly what Dean Ambrose is doing and kind of find out it was directed at Dean Ambrose. He walks into a bar and a bartender and his little assistant gets smart with him. He puts him in his place and he says, I'm looking for a guy who uh, carved an hourglass in a a bar, who uh, has a motorcycle, calls himself the Death Rider. So he's saying he's looking for Dean Ambrose. I forget if you got information or not but killer cross just called him out he wants to fight dean ambrose everybody wants to jump on the dean ambrose chain and i don't blame them Dean ambrose is everywhere right now he's doing events like every day of the week pretty much he's coming to my area as i seen on august 18th and i can't wait to go see and meet john moxley let's me call him dean i apologize john john moxley uh talking to that real quick i just seen today that the young bucks will be at house of glory in Jamaica, New York. I think that's August the 8th. 
to August, that last August, so August before, my summer and I went there. My my daughter and I went there in the summer, and it was friggin' awesome. She got to meet her favorite Enzo. I got to meet Sammy Callahan, and the show kicked ass. And the Real Buck said this could be their last uh, independent appearance, which it won't be, but it definitely could be their big one before uh, AEW starts in October. So tickets are available now. Definitely check out the House of Glory uh, website and get some tickets. I'll see you guys there because it's going to be awesome. Uh, Ali, Ali the wrestler that donated all his earnings from the Super Showdown pay-per-view uh, to a charity, which is effing awesome. It's a water charity. They make sure people get clean water who do not have drinking water all around the world. So bravo to you, Ali, for real. Also, at the start of the Super Showdown, a woman was removed from the crowd for kicking and fighting with a man. So I wonder what happened there. Uh, somebody on Raw had a short a shirt made. They were in the audience. And if you read the shirt, and it's posted on all my pages, uh, it said, where is Ronda Rousey? Where is Ronda Rousey's fine ass at? Which was hilarious. Uh, Jessica, Jessica Havoc made her return to Impact Wrestling. She attacked Rosemary, so you definitely want to check that out too. And I talk about Impact too, man. Impact has huge, huge stars, and a lot of people don't know where to find it. Impact Wrestling is on Twitch. T W I T C H, uh, or T W I T. I don't know the fuck they spell it because they can spell it different because of the internet. But if not, the way Twitch is spelled, the way I originally spelled it, blah blah blah. But they're on Twitch every Friday night, like ten o'clock for two hours, and plus they have a subscription. Like they did a little pay per view last night. They had uh, Eddie again against Sammy Callahan. So I mean, it's real ready if Jacobs or Roberts against Sammy Callahan relighting their beef when Sammy crushed his eye socket. But regardless, uh, Impact is on Twitch, so definitely check that out. You can watch some stuff for free on Friday night, or they have their own streaming service like WWE Network, not as big, of course, with different uh, three different peer prices. So definitely check them out, because Impact's awesome. Alright, man, well, this is Lee Benz. This is the AEW Insider. I'm going to do another commercial, only so I could separate it, not because I want to bite you guys' ear off, but I want to give you guys a chance. If you just wanted to hear the wrestling talk, and you know want to hear about a little movie netflix talk or movie talk i mean uh excuse me video game talk you can tune out now if not i'll be back right real quick it won't be long we'll just talk about a couple things but uh definitely check out jabber jabber universe uh those are my boys two tooth to them they have a facebook and twitter and anything for aew or this channel definitely hit up the aew insider on youtube facebook and twitter we have a group. If you want anything, you can message me on anything. Listen to our podcast. I'll be doing YouTube videos again. I'm looking for a female co-host. If you're a female and you want to do a show, you can do it right from your house. You don't even want to be there. If you have wrestling knowledge and you you have a passion for this, let me know. I would love a female co-host to bounce off of. And it's not because I'm so pervert or something. Like I said, you can do it from your house. But I think it'll be real cool to have a female that knows her shit about wrestling. And we can bounce off each other really well. So definitely contact. Me. We could do this at least once a week. You could do it right from your house from your cell phone. AEW Insider. Hit me up on any of the platforms. Uh, all right. Uh, if uh, what you call it, you're not going to stay tuned for some little movie talk, what have you. I will see you guys on the next show. Thank you so, so much for your support. This is Lee with AEW Insider, and we'll be right back with some movie news. All right, Pete's. We're back real quick with the AEW Insider. Let's get into some movie news. I won't, you know, keep you too, too long. 
Uh, as I reported a few weeks ago, Vin Diesel posted a video online that said Paul Walker sends him messages, sends him angels, yada, yada, yada. And it turned out he was talking about John Cena. He was right behind him. And everybody, since they seen that, knew it was a hint that John Cena would be in Fast and Furious 9. Well, it is official now. John Cena joins the Fast and the Furious family, and he will be in the Fast and the Furious 9. The only thing that's said is that his character is supposed to be badass, so. I can't wait. Um, I seen Dark Phoenix this Thursday night for the fan event. Six o'clock opening night. Gave me a fat little medal. Blah blah blah. Went to Regal theaters with my daughter. She went to go see Super Life, Super uh, Secret Life of Pets at the same time. Part two. She liked it. Um, Dark Phoenix with Fox movies. They're hit and miss with the Phoenix with the X Men movies. I love the X Men First Class. Uh, the second one was okay. X Men Days of Future Past is friggin' amazing. Like I mean, it's not as good as the comic of course but it's it's damn good it's damn good nod to it it's awesome um x-men age of apocalypse was absolutely effing horrible they butchered that like how could you butcher that with not only just apocalypse but with the four horsemen and you include them in there like that was such a shit show man and then Logan, of course, is amazing. And then I went to see Dark Phoenix. So I had mixed fe uh, uh, feelings about it. The reviews absolutely aren't that great. But I will tell you, as a fan of comic books, Marvel, comic universe, friggin' everything, all comics, everything, Dark Phoenix was friggin' awesome. And it was a good send-off for Fox's 20th Century Foxes with the X-Men. Because now the X-Men are with Marvel. Because Marvel, I mean, with Disney. Because Disney bought Marvel, what have you. So uh, X-Men now is going to be in a Marvel Cinematic Universe and I can't wait for them to get their own movies and for them to be involved with the storyline. It's friggin' the X-Men are my favorite so it's about time. But it was friggin' awesome. The Dark Phoenix kicked ass. They had a lot of cool X-Men in there. They had Cyclops, they had Jean Grey, they had Nightcrawler, which was cool. They had Mystique, they had Quicksilver, uh, they had a couple other peeps. And it was definitely, definitely good, though. So if you're worried about it or hesitant about it, go see the Dark Phoenix. Because if you're an X-Men fan, because it kicks ass. Um, I've been watching this amazing show on Netflix. I'm a horror movie guy. This is a horror movie household, as you know. And it's called Slasher. I, it's the third season, which just got released not too long ago, and I just heard about it. So, I mean, from the trip that they show when you hover over it on Netflix like it'll look great about like this camp story and they're gonna do this chick dirty blah 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 so I started watching it I think it was the newest season or the last first season but come to find out it was the second season so I finished the entire second season of Slasher it's called Guilty Party yo it is friggin awesome the story's ridiculous there's flashbacks jumping here and there but you can keep up with it the murders are gruesome kick-ass and creative and the story gets you hooked in you even care about some of the characters and right now I'm more than halfway done with season one season one's kind of like scream that the chick's mother was a whore the chick was famous or she wasn't famous and she had to come back home for whatever once she comes back home bodies start stacking up and they're killed by the seven deadly sins so season one's really good so far too and I'm going to watch season 3 after so if you're a horror movie fan you've been looking something to watch I'm telling you it's a friggin awesome show Slasher on Netflix
And real quick, E3 started yesterday. That's the electronics show. E3 is when all the major video game makers, computer makers, uh, new systems, new games, new hardware, cell phones now with the apps, everybody comes to E3. It's like the Comic-Con for video games. So it started yesterday. Today is Microsoft's day where they're going to announce all their shit. I've heard they have 14 games in the loan to announce, which would be cool, even though I think Microsoft blows. And they put out three separate videos with these codes if you put the codes together they spell out scarlet scarlet is the name for their next generation system the new xbox is probably coming out next year so they are going to be announcing it at e3 so you got to stay tuned and then uh, i'm a sony guy playstation's where it's at so i can't wait for the ps5 but i'll definitely definitely keep up with some game news too with e3 on my next show uh, uh they released a video for jedi fallen order we've all heard of if you follow games you've all heard about jedi fallen order it's a new star wars games you just got a couple still shots and then like the name of it and like a teaser video but they released a gameplay video and i have to say it's freaking awesome he's a jedi he's got his jedi powers he's got the lightsaber he's doing all the moves with it but it's also a lot of platforming it's like it reminds me of star wars with uncharted literally like uncharted with the climbing and all that and it's got a little robot sidekick so definitely check out the trailer for jedi fallen order and I'll keep you posted with E3 news. Um, I'll be back as soon as possible. Well, you know, what goes on with wrestling this week? What else happened today? Uh, any new movies? Not going to the movies this week, but I watch them at home, blah, blah, blah. So we'll have some movie news. We'll have some wrestling news. We'll definitely have some video game news because it is E3, what have you. So I thank you guys for always for tuning in and supporting us. The podcast is doing awesome. I can't thank you enough. Uh, remember, it's the AEW Insider. Uh, what was I going to say? on Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube. Definitely join our uh, Facebook group and definitely hit me up on Twitter. Feel free to reach out anytime if you have any questions, if you want to talk about something, if you want me to bring up something on the next show, we love to have you. And if you're a female co-host and you want this gig with me, definitely let me know. All right, peace. We'll be back, the AEW Insider. Um, and thanks. Thanks for tuning in. Ciao.